Hello and welcome to Offbeat Grad. My name is Sam. Happy Thursday. Happy holidays. I hope you all had a lovely um, holiday season. Currently coming to you a little bit late. Um, this will still go live on Thursday, but I'm also recording it on Thursday. So that's fun and exciting. I love living on the edge. But anyway, today, since this will be my last episode of 2019 and the decade, I figured we should take a look back. Let's stroll down memory lane and let's talk about let's talk about freelancing and blogging through the past few years. So like what has changed? And this was inspired to me by there was a Forbes article recently that was basically breaking down the statistics for freelancing in the past five years and I found it really interesting so we're gonna talk about it and then at the end if you are interested I will be giving a bit of an update about the California freelancing law because I've been following it pretty religiously because it's so interesting and I think it's horrible and I've been really engrossed in this story and I have an update so maybe you already know about it if you also pay attention to the news but I saw an update recently today and I was like I gotta talk about this but I didn't want to make another podcast about it because I was like people probably don't care um I don't know why I care <laughs> I do not live in California but anyway we're gonna just get into it so let's talk about what I heard from Forbes my good old friend so um, Forbes in particular was focusing on the differences between 2015 to now, and I think that's a weird choice, but I understand it because in 2010, things were bleak, y'all. Do you remember? Um, <laughs> I was in high school, but I remember um, the economy was not doing great, um, not at all, and I feel like a lot of people might not have turned to freelancing simply because there wasn't a lot of options <laughs> online. I can see why people would look into it. Um, but at the same time, I don't think there were as many options to do it like for profit just because nobody was really hiring in general. So that's my take on it. Maybe I'm making that up. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just speculating, but that is my take on it. But I do know a lot about 2015 because I personally was freelancing in 2015 and that's crazy. That was probably the first year that wasn't probably, it was. That was when I um, was getting ready to start my blog and I was really looking into um, starting my blog as a way to promote myself as a freelancer um, for writing in particular. And it's weird how it all worked out, but so I was there, I was, on, <laughs> I was in those trenches. Um, I'm proud that I've been in it this long. I'm also ashamed, <laughs> it's a little bit of both, but um, it's interesting. So most of these statistics are coming from Upwork, believe it or not, because they're probably the only organization that's really collecting data on this, and I get that. Um, feelings about Upwork aside, they have some good resources. So in 2015, Upwork claimed that 34% of American workforce was earning some kind of income through freelancing. That doesn't mean they were doing it full time, that just means they made some kind of money through freelancing. Um, and in 2019, guess what? The percentage is 35%. Um, so that's 1% increase. I know that doesn't seem like very much, but it's actually a growth of 4 million people, which is a lot, a lot. And I think the main switch here isn't necessarily that it's a huge uptick in like the number of people who are earning money this way, just that more people are turning to it long term. Whereas someone might've done it in 2015, like one off or like maybe just like five hours a week. I feel like it's becoming a bigger force now. Again, I'm speculating. 
Um, welcome to my podcast where I just speculate and make stuff up. Okay, another interesting thing is that in 2015, 60% of freelancers were doing so by choice, not necessity, and today it's the same. And I think that number is just going to go up. It's the same percentage now, but I feel like it will go up. Um, but also at the same time, again, another fun speculation, um, it is by necessity. Um, I feel like as a young person today, um, especially with my degree, um, English, I love talking about that, um, an English, a liberal arts degree, I feel like my options, the traditional route, quote unquote, just aren't good. They're just not good. Um, I could go into a local marketing agency, I could do copywriting, I could do starbucks barista like the it's limited it really is and the peak salary like moving up that corporate ladder is not right um obviously you can go into anything with any kind of degree i believe that strongly but if i wanted to do what i enjoy and what i studied which is writing the options are really limited so in that way it wasn't a choice i chose it because i wanted the opportunity to make more money and I don't think I'm alone in thinking that. <laughs> and that's that. Um, especially because companies today just aren't paying very much for new hires. And the cost of living is going up and wages are stagnant. And I don't know that that's a choice. But okay. Next, um, some good news. Oh, actually, not good news. I'm so sorry. Um, in 2015, it was actually the freelancing economy was more racially and ethnically diverse which I found really interesting. Um, I'm surprised by this because I, I, I don't know, at least in my circle, I see all kinds of people from all kinds of background freelancing and I think that's cool, but I guess I'm sort of in a bubble so I'm not a good, like, <laughs> I don't know the full story. But um, yeah, I'm surprised by that. So I guess it's become more white or more like people of a certain background. I'm not sure why really. Um, I'm actually surprised by this and I need to look into it more because I'm not really understanding why. Um, I feel like it's easier, you know, I have no idea, and I'm not going to speak on it, because I'm a white girl, and I don't know what I'm talking about, I really can't, I can't even speculate on this, so if anyone else has any ideas, I would love to hear your thoughts, um, I really don't know, and I'm surprised. Next, um, the breakdown in 2015 was 60% male and 40% female, and it is exactly the same today, which I'm surprised. I think, once again, I'm in a little bit of a bubble. Uh, I see a lot of women going into freelancing, and I, that makes sense to me because I feel like women are naturally better at motivating themselves and being independent, etc., etc. Um, so, but once again, I love speculating, so I don't know. Um, I also see how freelancing is more appealing to, like, moms or um, stay-at-home moms or people who need a more flexible work schedule or students etc and I feel like that tends to lean towards women um once again I don't know I'm just a little bit surprised but at least in my bubble I see a lot I see a lot of women freelancing so okay um <laughs> one statistic that didn't subscri subscribe me surprise me is that age has actually shifted down so in 2015 over half of the freelancing population was under 40 which is already a lot you know what i'm not surprised because the boomers have some good jobs and <laughs> they're not giving them up um and in 2019 more than half were younger than 38 and actually the biggest um generation that's engaged with freelancing is gen z which was a bit surprising because i was like where are my millennials at um, but it's Gen Z, and you know what? Good for them. Um, again, I think this points to the fact that wages aren't going up and, like, people want a work-life balance and, like, these things that you're not getting from a traditional employer anymore. 
And I feel like that makes Gen Z turn to this like as the default rather than the traditional path of like, let me get a nine to five. And that's my speculation on that. But the five reasons for people choosing to freelance are the same today as they were in 2015. And those are number one being schedule flexibility. Same. I started working at 3 p.m. today. I'm doing great. Um, <laughs> number two, people want to be their own boss. I think this also comes from like poor leadership styles. I have never worked in a job where I very rarely have I ever looked up to a supervisor and been like, they are good at their job. Um, it just hasn't really been my experience. I have had friends who were like, oh, I really respect my manager, etc. It does happen, but I feel like today it's so common for people to choose management roles based on things that shouldn't be the reason to choose a management role. Um, I just haven't had a good experience with that, so I feel that. Um, another third one is location flexibility. Fourth is choice of work. And number five is the availability to pursue other interests. I feel all of those, and they are also my reasoning, and it's just the truth. Next, I saw that another surprising thing is that, wow, I'm so good at articulating this. Um, the range of freelancing professions is actually really growing. And that's so cool because in 2015, it was mainly for like tech people. Obviously, you're not surprised. But today, the top five occupations actually might surprise you. They surprise me. So the first one is art and design, which actually makes up 75%. Um, I believe this is a big umbrella so the graphic design um is probably one of the biggest web design another huge one things like user experience etc etc next is entertainment so i'm not entirely sure what this means i don't know if they're saying like porn or like <laughs> cam girls you know i mean there's a market for this um it might also be people like youtube or influencers etc um i love how i use cam girl in my podcast. I'm doing great. Um, third is construction. I'm not really sure in what way, maybe like construction, software management. I don't know. Next is architecture and engineering. Um, and then finally computer and IT, of course. But I was surprised how much of this went to art and design and entertainment. But you know, those cam girls <laughs> gotta make their money. I'm so sorry if someone's listening to this and they're like, I'm an entertainment freelancer and she called me this. I'm like, I don't even know. Y'all know I have no clue what I'm talking about. So, interesting, very interesting. Finally, the top concern in 2015 compared to 2019 have changed. So, like, what are freelancers worried about? And you know what? What are we all worried about? I'm worried about a lot. But in 2015, people were worried about healthcare costs, the unpredictability of freelancer income, saving for retirement, taxes, and finding clients. And then in 2015, the first one is saving, but particularly saving enough for retirement. Um, then that's followed by unpredictable income, being paid fairly, and healthcare costs. So I think it's interesting how it has shifted. Um, there definitely are more healthcare options for freelancers nowadays, and I think that's great, and I hope we get more. Um, I'm paying out of pocket for healthcare, so it's not good. Um, <laughs> I try not to panic about it. And then, as I said in my last podcast episode, um, when I turn 25, I'm going to start saving for retirement. Um, someone's yelling at me right now that I'm not already saving for retirement, but no, <laughs> I will, I will, but I need to panic a bit first. I don't know, but that's definitely a big concern of mine as well. And I know I, whenever I talk to friends about like 401ks, you know, light dinner conversation, um, 
a lot of them are surprised to learn that, that there's no like built-in saving structure for freelancers and it's something you don't really think about like how important it is to have employer sponsored like 401ks and what the heck you're supposed to do when you don't have one um it is intimidating and i see the concern <laughs> and that's terrifying but we're living day by day um as for the decade in blogging i think we've seen a similar trajectory where um, in 2010 blogging was still relatively new, especially as an, like a source of income. In 2015, it peaked. I know it peaked in 2015 because I was living it. Um, and I feel like I got in at the right time and I didn't do all that I could to like really milk that while I could. Um, now, I don't think that blogging is going to be the same. I think it's going down. Like, if you're looking at a graph, we had like a mountain effect. That's the scientific term. Um, where it went up, it peaked in 2015, and now it's coming back down. What that will mean for the next 10 years, I don't know. Um, I see a push towards micro-influencers. I see a push towards video away from written content. I see more focus on social media and search engines. That, <laughs> I don't think I can say that's speculation. I think that is set in stone. Um, I think bloggers are going to be seen in a different way, especially with the rise of things like fake news, how people are now turning to bloggers for a very specific perspective, whether that's good or bad, I don't know. I see that mostly with things like um, travel websites or even like financial websites, whereas like instead of listening to like, I don't know, <laughs> life and country magazines, like... Um, recommendations for things to do in like Charleston, I would personally look at a local blogger to see what they recommend because I trust an individual over a company and I think that's true for most people. And how that will affect blogging, I'm not sure. So we'll wait and see. But in the meantime, let me tell you about this California law. So for those who um, maybe didn't hear my first podcast, which you should, because it concerns all freelancers and people who work on the internet. Um, basically, there's a California bill which is saying that if a client works with the freelancer, I think the number is like at least 55 times a year. Like those could be one-off projects, but it, basically if they work long-term with any specific freelancer for a certain period of time, they need to offer benefits and call them an employee, put them on their payroll, et cetera, et cetera. So on the surface, that might seem fine and dandy, but anyone who has ever worked <laughs> with a client knows why this will never work and it's because they just won't the clients will just not work with you that's that they will either move on to another freelancer before that period of time happens or they will work with someone out of state it's just like that and it has happened so this law has already passed but it doesn't go into effect until january of 2020 um, but recently this big thing that happened last week is that vox media so like vox the website bleh um, they said that they're not going to renew their contracts with around 200 journalists who write for their sports website, and they're actually going to replace those contractors with 20 part-time and full-time employees. Um, great. Same with um, Rev, which is a um, transcription website that works with freelance copywriters. Um, they've actually said that they aren't going to work with California contractors anymore. So basically, they've all just been blacklisted. Um, you can't blame the company because I understand why they're doing it. Um, they chose to work with contractors for a reason, probably to cut costs. And now they find themselves without <laughs> without the need for them because they just don't want to burden those costs. And it's really crappy. 
So there is a movement in California called the California Freelance Writers United, and they have been working with um, some assemblywomen and like senators to actually pass a lawsuit. Pass a lawsuit. Your girl went to, <laughs> she went to college. Um, basically, they're saying that a lot of freelancers have lost a lot of income, and even though um, there's all these, okay, interesting, I just saw them describe this journalist as entertainment journalist. Is this what they meant by entertainment? Oh my god, I might be in entertainment now. I don't think so. But anyway, so they're basically saying that, um, well, a lot of them are saying Vox sucks, and like, these were never good jobs, even for the freelancers, and like, they knew that. But on the other side, like, a lot of them were relying on this money. Um, one of them even said that she earned nearly three times the amount she did working a day job. I totally feel that. Um, and this is especially hurting people like um, single moms, female freelance writers, minorities, um, and people who relied on this money. Um, I feel that, and I'm personally I I understand their perspective, and I I would too be upset. So um, they're passing this new lawsuit, and it's seventy percent women, obviously not surprised at all. And they're basically just trying to take this law down. Um, I'm, I don't know what's going to happen, but I really hope that they, <laughs> I really hope they do it. But here's the issue is that uh, I think the assembly person like in charge of it, I don't know if they really have a grip about what's going on because she's like, oh, freelancers shouldn't work two to three jobs. And I'm like, I don't know what she means by that because I work with a lot of clients and I think that's pretty typical um okay but I do understand the fight and I am on their side and I hope that they see some real action for this lawsuit I'm not very hopeful but I think that's because 2019 has left me very bitter but 2020 is a new year and I hope they really overcome that because that is horrible and I don't know why they're doing it <laughs> that's my review on that. I think it's a horrible, horrible law. Um, but anyway, if you're a freelancer, I highly recommend looking into this Vox thing, looking into this lawsuit, and just staying on top of the California bill because, oof, it don't look good. And um, it particularly affects freelance writers more so than other types of freelancers, but it affects everyone, even if you don't live in California. I mean, who knows? We're about to live in an apocalypse anyway, so all of life is meaningless. But in the meantime... I hope you all have a wonderful new year. I have so much work to do today, um, but I hope you had a great holiday, and I hope you have a wonderful new year, and I will see you in 2020 in this new decade. So let's see where freelancing and blogging go. Um, not really sure, but I'm ready for this ride, and let's do it. So happy new year, and have a very productive week. Mm -hmm.